Continue to praise the Lord this morning and worship Him as received our tithe and offering. God bless you as you give. As you came near from the Father, this morning we give you praise for you are worthy. You are awesome, God. We bless you. And Father, I pray that as we sing these songs, Lord, it wouldn't just be songs that are sung, but I pray that these would be songs that would bless you, that would glorify your name. Father, we worship your majesty this morning. We say, you are God. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are almighty. And you're the lover of our soul, of my soul, God. I love you. I bless you, Jesus. Just be glorified in our worship, I pray.
Don't be afraid to open your mouth this morning and just say what you're feeling in your heart to God. Maybe you feel grateful for something he's done in your life. Maybe you just want to say, I love you, Lord. 
because you are awesome, because you are God. Father, I love you. God, I bless your name. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. God, your word says that if your people hold back your praise, then the very rocks would cry out. So God, we are your people. And this morning, God, we tell you that we love you and we bless you. We praise you for your holiness. We praise you for your greatness, oh God. We praise you for your power, for your might. We praise you for you are delivering God. You are the awesome, all-powerful, almighty God, and we praise you. Father, you are my rock. We have nothing to fear in Jesus' name. We bless you, Lord. We bless you.
Dear ones, the Holy Spirit is calling us this morning. <clears throat> he is calling us to, to walk out of this world into his presence as a lifestyle. We are so bound up in the news reports, in the Dow, don't you hate it? Changes your fantasies about the future, doesn't it? And that's because God has just sat down and just said, I'm not going to do anything. Where are we? Hello? A minute ago, or just before the service, got a report about breast cancer threat and it was more real than some because there has been breast cancer in that body earlier benign legal process that came to a climax very very important about a lot of lives came to a climax this last Wednesday rule in favor of the prayers <laughs> the city in our sister congregation out of which church many of our churches were started that uh, besides there was Sheffield and there was First Assembly later became known as Evangel Temple and I want you to know that it was literally years that I would seek the Lord in, on a weekly basis Lord bless that church don't let that church fail because we were about to just lose it as a congregation it was just about to go away and it's the mama of so many of us today they're having their open house of an addition God has blessed them they are not in any kind of financial stress strain the glory of the Lord is there I am so glad every time you think about Evangel Temple, pray for them a little bit, but praise the Lord for them a lot. Hallelujah. And some of you have been walking in limitation. Your life has not been free. If people could see how you are on the inside, they wouldn't recognize you as a Christian. And I'm talking about people who know what a real Christian is supposed to be. I don't want this to be a bad trip. I don't want this to be a guilt trip. But the Holy Spirit is just saying, come on to the Lord. And I think what I want us to do is I want us to have a prayer at the front of this room. Just come on out. The news reports don't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference what the Dow does. You say, well, it messed with my retirement. Well, just work longer. I don't, I don't know what else to say or believe God better or whatever it takes because our hope is in the Lord. It is not in the financial news. It is not in the social news. It is not about how much child abuse there is or how much spousal abuse there is or how many divorces there are. It's not about that. It's about God who has not changed and has revealed himself and his name is Jesus. Name is Jesus. Yeah. 
So I just want to open this. If you need a breakthrough, physical, spiritual, emotional, social, whatever else there is, would you just come on down? We're going to pray before we go any further. Just come on down here. There is all kinds of victory that God intends to bring this morning. Don't stand back and say he can do it back here. He's going to do it down here today. He can do it anywhere. But you need to step out. You need to make a statement of faith. I believe God will help me. I believe God will help me.
seated, please. As we wrap up the public portion of our Imagine campaign, we're going to give you some figures at the end of the service. And um, so that's going to be coming. And I've only got about two, two and a half hours here. Uh, actually, I have got I've got 20 or 30 series here, but we're not going to go that long, so relax. But as the last part of our Imagine campaign, I just wanted to say something like this. Imagine this. And Ephesians, the first chapter, and you didn't know that Anne Phillips was a scholar, but this is the Phillips translation. She didn't know she was a scholar, but this is the Phillips. Actually, H.P. Uh, Phillips and... Um, we got a hold of this about 47 years ago or so. Changed our lives uh, in wonderful ways. The New Testament, J.B. Phillips did not get this all, the whole Bible translated, but he got the New Testament. And uh, in those years, there were not great uh, modern English translations, not paraphrases available. Uh, if you can believe that anybody was alive before there was a living Bible, this was before the living Bible. And I'm going to uh, read from Ephesians, the first chapter, beginning with verse 3. Imagine this. Praise be to God for giving us, through Christ, every possible spiritual benefit as citizens of heaven. For, consider what he has done. Before the foundation of the world, he chose us to become, in Christ, his holy and blameless children living within his constant care. He planned in his purpose of love that we should be adopted as his own children through Jesus Christ, that we might learn to praise that glorious generosity of his, which has made us welcome in the everlasting love he bears towards the Son. It is through the Son, at the cost of his own blood, that we are redeemed, freely forgiven, through that full and generous grace which has overflowed into our lives and opened our eyes to the truth. For God had allowed us to know the secret of his plan, and it is this. He purposes in his sovereign will that all human history shall be consummated in Christ, that everything that exists in heaven or earth shall find its perfection and fulfillment in him. And here is the staggering thing that in all which will one day belong to him, we have been promised a share since we were long ago destined for this by the one who achieves his purposes by his sovereign will. So that we, as the first to put our confidence in Christ, may bring praise to his glory. And you too trusted him when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And after you gave your confidence to him, you were, so to speak, stamped with the promised Holy Spirit as a guarantee of purchase until the day when God completes the redemption of what he has paid for as his own. And that will again be to the praise of his glory. Here's what we have as Christians. Verse 3, the first of our text. Praise be to God for giving us through Christ every possible spiritual benefit as citizens of heaven. Every 
possible spiritual benefit as citizens of heaven. And contrasted to this positive, positive statement is a reference in 2 Timothy. And again, I'm going to be reading from the Phillips. And this is what it says there. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Now, if you have a spirit of fear, I'm worried about my money. Um, I watch the news as much as I can. And when it just begins to irritate me or discourage me, I watch, what is it, uh, HGTV, what is that? House Hunters, House Hunters. Eunice is always there to help me find something besides the news. And I suggested ESPN last night or yesterday sometime, and she said, sports? And so we didn't do it. But here it is, folks. The news is awful today. And if, if uh, it amazes me what the media does to try to grab your attention and hold it for as long as possible because we had the swine flu unrelated to pigs. But um, it was just going to take out the earth. Well, so far the earth remains. And uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Uh, if, if you're in trouble with your parent-child relationship, if you're in trouble with siblings, you have war over mom and dad's estate, if you have war in your house in a marriage, if you have war on the job, uh, if they call you and tell you, I got a, a call from uh, uh, first cousin in Fort Worth, Texas on my maternal side, and she was she is one of these gals that was just like born a southern belle she was born in uh, New Mexico so <laughs> it's hard to be a southern belle in New Mexico but she is she's absolutely gorgeous just a marvelous Christian never did mess around with the stuff of the world married a great godly man who was the president of one of the Southern Baptist uh, great universities in South Texas for 20, 25 years. They just retired a few years ago. She's got the threat of breast cancer. And so she called and talked to me about that. And uh, this is, uh, you know, you, hello, is there any greater threat, girls? Well, maybe, but not much. And you know what that changes in the kingdom of God? Nothing negatively. It probably helps us be a little more focused in our faith, a little more focused in our prayer, uh, keep things. But I want, to, I want you to see with me what this says here. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Say that with me. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Say it again. God has not given us the spirit of fear. We do not have to walk in fear. It's not a part of our deal. Should be running the aisles, clapping, doing something demonstrative. Consider what he has done. Number one, the when, before the foundation of the world. So this is not a new thing. You didn't grab God by surprise and talk him into taking you into his kingdom. He was out to get you before he made the world. He came after you, and to get you, he had to make a world and put you in it. Listen, folks, you don't know who you are. Or you wouldn't 
mess around in the mully grubs. Anybody know mully grubs? There's a couple of us Okies and then the rest of you, where are, I don't know, where are you from that know that word? Mully grubs, that's, that's down in the dumps. It's like the bumper sticker. Um, if life is a bowl of, bowl of cherry, why is, cherries, why am I always in the pits? Or another bumper sticker, um, life is the pits and then you die. And uh, that's the mully grubs. Listen, before the foundation of the world, he chose you. And what is this that he chose you to be? Uh, First of all, he chose us being, and you knew that I was going to go to John 15, 16, where Jesus said to his disciples on the night he was betrayed, he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Welcome to a realm that is beyond comprehension for the human. Do you know that we worry so much about the way we are seen by the world, and I really do hate it. You know, why, why would you like them to think you're nuts? Or you're some weirdo, radical skinhead. Pardon me, guys. Uh, it's just a term, it's not personal. Uh, why, why would you want that? Well, nobody wants that. But if we were walking in the power of the Spirit and flowing out with the healing of Jesus Christ, if when we walked into a room, we didn't worry about what the younger generation, the older generation, the in the middle generation thought about Christianity, we would be looking for somebody to wash their feet, someone whose brokenness can be healed today. We would be saying under our breath, Lord, which one is it now? You've put me in this room for a purpose. Point them out and do the work. See, you don't, you don't have to worry then about what they think about you because you heal a couple people. Uh, yes, you healed them. Jesus healed them and he was a man. You say he was God. Of course he was God, fully God. But he kept that under wraps and he went in with healing in his hands and his relationship with the Father was such that when he got there, he knew already, he had already spent time in prayer and knew what the Father was going to do. Uh, there may be a change in lifestyle that's being called for here, but we'll let you worry about that if you choose to pray. I did not choose you, he said or you did not choose me, I chose you. Here it is, I chose you. Before he made the world, he chose us. He, he chose us to be his holy and blameless children. I would take a vote on who is holy and blameless, only taken in a certain way, that approach would just be another sin, if you raised your hand. However, if you have come to Jesus Christ and belong to him through faith in him, you are holy and blameless. You don't believe that because you count your sins. And we do too, so there, no. <laughs> we help each other out with that. Jesus died so that our sins in, in a in a series, all of these acts could be forgiven. Washed away, slate clean. We know about that in our heads. 
He also died that we might get rid of iniquity, which is the, the guy that does these series of, of sins. And in the process of God taking my life and taking all of the sin that's in it and putting it in Jesus Christ and killing him because of my sins, and that's what he did. Now, you reap what you sow unless Jesus reaps it for you, okay? So he reaped my sins. I don't go to hell. I don't die on the cross. If I die on the cross, it's for something other than my sins. Hallelujah. All right? Well, you reap what you sow. Who gets to reap what Jesus sowed? Because he died on the cross. He was rejected. He suffered. And he should have been exalted like he is now for the way he lived and the way he trusted God, he should have been exalted instead of hung on a cross. He should have been hung on a throne with the glory of God and angels and man all thrown before his feet. But that's not what happened. As a matter of fact, he is still as a human. And he still works for us. He still prays. So what happens to his field that somebody needs to harvest? You don't believe that. You do not believe that you are supposed to get what Jesus deserves. You do not believe that. I watch you. I know you don't. And that's not true. Some of you sort of do. I sort of do. Part of the time. But church, if we would walk in that, if we would live in that, look what he has done. Here is what we, we are living within. His, this is our being. We are adopted as his own children through Jesus Christ. This is a real deal. Not only this what about being, but it's also doing. What is the doing here? That we might learn to praise that glorious generosity of his, which has made us welcome in the everlasting love he bears toward the Son. The way to face the news, whether it's over the TV or some other media, whether it's from a doctor, whether it's from your spouse that says, I don't love you, I don't even like you, get out of my life, whatever. If this, is the, if this is the case, let me show you. The way to respond to that is that we begin to praise the glory of God. You say, well, I can't do that. You've never had bad news. I haven't had some of the bad news that you have had. I, I understand that. But I, it's not about me, folks. It's about the Scripture. If we can learn, not can, if we choose to surrender to the pressure of the Holy Spirit. Because every time we get close to God, just like a while ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to us through tongues and an interpretation, calling us, calling us to Jesus. If we would just come to Jesus, then the news, it's like, whoa. Stock markets stinks. Hallelujah. Jesus is not listed. Not listed on the U.S. stock exchange. None of them in, this, in the U.S. None of those stock exchanges. None. He, he's, he's not listed on the, on the foreign ones. The European are the, are the ones in, in the um, lands of Asia. He's just not listed there. That we might learn to praise that glorious general. I, I can see that I've got a sermon on worship coming. It'll be either next Sunday or the one after. I've been talking about it, and it's like, yeah. 
because you guys are like a knot on a log. And that's being kind. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on clear speech and clear communication. And I'm going to get it down so that you can know exactly what I mean. Number three, how? Is it when is before the foundation of the world? What? He chose us, holy, blameless children, living in his constant care, adopted as his children, doing, praising to his glorious generosity. How? It is through the Son at the cost of his own blood that we are redeemed, freely forgiven through that full and generous grace which has overflowed into our lives and opened our eyes to the truth. For God had allowed us to know the secret of his plan. And it is this. He purposes, don't go home yet. He purposes in his sovereign will that all human history shall be consummated in Christ. And <laughs> that everything that exists in, earth, in heaven or earth shall find its perfection and fulfillment in him. It is through the working of God. And you see, it when you pray for Someone who is, is in rebellion against God. I know that some of you have gotten divorced because of incredible mess up in the mind of your ex-spouse. Whether it was rebellion, whether it was just confusion, what, whatever it was. I know you have faced that. But when you pray, see, you don't have to talk them into it. It's like unless the Lord insists... When I'm praying for people, I don't say anything to them. Because if I do, they can forget it easily. When the Holy Spirit does it, it's hard to forget. Uh, another word is unforgettable. What we need is to pray in faith and just let the Holy Spirit go over into their mind. Whether it's anything like that I mentioned with a spouse or divorce or anything like that. Whether it's parent-child, whether it's... Uh, on the job you name it because the Holy Spirit can just go right over their walls and if they if they put a top on theirs so that it's not walls but it's a, it's a capsule of some kind the Holy Spirit's inside that before they close it up tough you can't get away from him it's kind of funny I listened to uh, the scripture on used to be on tape now it's on an iPod. And uh, the scripture that I have is, is by the book, not by chapters. Boy, it'd be handy if it were by chapters. So that if, I, if I'm messing around with it, trying to adjust it while I'm doing something else, I can push the wrong thing and we start over at the front of that book. So Friday and yesterday, I was trying to listen to Revelation. And I got it about half gone through twice. And then I went all the way through the third time. And you know what I got to find again? I got to find those golden bowls. Ah, starts early in the book. Those golden bowls in the presence of God. The father thinks it's incense. The writer of Revelation says it's the prayers of God's people. Always there. You know who else prayers in there? You're deceased godly family relatives friends those prayers are still in those bowls and it smells wonderful to god you want to impress him 
There are a lot of ways you can get his attention. Well, I don't know about a lot. I know of two or three. There are two or three ways you can get his attention. And one of them is to keep pouring incense into those bowls. Just keep pouring it in. Pour it in. Hallelujah. So that we are able to walk in that which Jesus Christ has revealed and we have a piece of that action. Now here is our future. Here's the staggering thing. That in all which will one day belong to him, we have been promised to share since we were long ago destined for this by the one who achieves his purposes by his sovereign will. So that we, as the first to put our confidence in Christ, may bring praise to his glory. And you too trusted him when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And after you gave your confidence to him, you were, so to speak, stamped with the promised Holy Spirit as guarantee, stamp, guarantee of purchase until the day when God completes the redemption of what he has paid for as his own. And that will again be to the praise of his glory. It looks to me like if you really want to get God's attention, you can put prayer in the bowls. You can pray, praise to his glory, give praise to his glory. And the third thing is you humble yourself. So today we're talking about giving praise to his glory. And I just want you to know that this is where God is. This is what he is doing. And if you came forward a while ago saying, I need to get free I need I need a life inside myself I've been saying I got to get a life if that's who you are that life is in Christ Jesus now you already belong to him he he chose you and you've already acknowledged that and and released faith and I'm not suggesting you're not saved because there are three ways we see being saved one is We've already been saved. Scripture is very clear about that. Number two is, we are being saved. Scripture is very clear about that. And number three is, we shall be saved. Scripture is very clear about that. And in th this middle part is the tough part. Because that is to begin to release out through our life the eternal life that Jesus has provided for us by giving us his field to reap. He reaped ours. I'm not the only one who sent Jesus to the cross. And now you, I'm not the only one then that gets to go over into Jesus' field. And I invite you today into Jesus' field. May we pray. Father, I thank you. Oh, you are so great. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah just kind of under your breath begin to give praise to his glory church just glorify him in your heart just begin to count those blessings
Dear one, if you're here with this mindset, I assume you're here. So if you're here with this mindset, you know, these people are kind of crazy. They, I don't know what, I don't know what all is going on. Let me tell you, dear one, that uh, Jesus loves you so much, and He is about to put His arms around you in a way that you've never ever experienced. If you will just open your heart, just take the wall down. Just, you're like a, you're like a fullback running down the sideline and he's not quite as fast as this defensive back that's after him and so he does this little stiff arm number and these fullbacks many times are strong enough to make that work and that guy can never get them down I'm talking about football read my mind if you take that little stiff arm away and just stop let the Holy Spirit tackle you. He won't hurt you. You'll never be so alive as when He tackles you. If you're not walking with Him, would you just raise your hand? You don't need to say anything at this moment. Just raise your hand. By that, you'll be saying, you know, I'm not walking with God. I, I need to get with this. Because He loves you so much. He loves you so much. I'm looking for your upraised hand. We wanna, we've got some more stuff to do. But it's not as important as this. Hallelujah. All right. Church, just look up here at me. Before we let the kids speak to us about, about our Imagine campaign, I just want to say to you, I didn't see a hand raised. I assume that, that uh, you may not be walking with the Lord. If you're not, God chose you to be His very own before He made the world. And He is out to get you. Now, I don't know, you may have grown up where God was really bad and he had this incredibly long arm and this incredibly big hard fist and he was out to get you to just smash you punk. Well, let me tell you, part of that's true. Part about the long arm. But instead of it being a fist on the end of that arm, he has his hands wide open and his arms are longer than they taught you. And he is out to get you <laughs> and pull you up onto his lap and love you and heal you and give you purpose and make your life effective today and give you eternal life with him tomorrow. That's what he's about. So, before this day is over, just sit down and shut up except to say, Lord, I need you. Would you come into my life? Would you forgive my sins? He will. Now, if you should have raised your hand a while ago and you didn't, would you stop by the info center and get a booklet called Rock Solid? You need a Bible? Um, they're not Bibles there. We have Bibles here. They're yours for the taking. Just take it. You don't have to ask. But make that move toward God. He's already moved towards you. 
Now we have, uh, as the last part of our uh, Imagine campaign, words from our kids on what they plan to do. And they are going to come now and talk to us about that. You know, we've been having our own church age appropriate back in the other end of the building. And I just want to say today from my heart as the kids are coming in, we've been here, we will celebrate our one year anniversary with you next month. And I have to say that this year has been one of the most exciting years in all of my ministry. We've been offered a lot of challenges. We've been offered a lot of uh, moving around and right across here in the front, fellas. We go on the floor, there you go. And the excitement that we have and the excitement and things that we have seen over the last year are so encouraging for a church. Now you don't get to see us unless we come in and parade. You guys spread out right over here. I'm here, Allie, you guys move back this way. You, and we're missing about 23 of our boys. They're at a Royal Ranger camp out. And I know you're wondering, oh my goodness, what in the world are they doing? Well, we're gonna tell you about it here in just a second. But we have watched this uh, children's department grow in some unusual ways. And so we have been challenging our kids, your kids. We've been challenging them to have faith and what God wants them to do as part of this new building. And so when you're working with kids, creative ideas must flow. And you have to give credit to the Lord. So I'm going to give him credit for all of this. But we were looking at that. And you know, when you're looking at a building and the price tag of a building, it's huge. And when you give those amounts to kids, they don't even understand how many zeros that is. And so we break it down real easy and real simple. And we are here to challenge you so that you will know what our kids are doing. If you guys can just part the ways a little bit. We decided, you guys part the ways so they can see this beautiful toilet. This is a brand new toilet that was purchased. And we put a price tag on it of $100 because that's what it cost us to purchase. So we were trying to figure out how long it would take us to raise enough money to purchase a toilet for the new building or a light switch or, or an electrical outlet cover. So we decided that we were gonna take this project on as the kids department and try to purchase all of the toilets to go into the new building. So when we know how many toilets there are, we'll know exactly what our goal is. To do that, I want you to know what the kids department is doing over the next three years, starting soon. We started this next Sunday, June 1st. When the kids will bring in their regular offering, they can put it in the bucket. We have a missions pledge that we've made. And then the rest of their offering gets to be dropped down into our toilet. We are gonna flush away the expense of this new building. Now come on, you guys, where are is everybody? We averaged that if we have 200 kids on a week, that would be Sunday and Wednesday, that's an average. 200 kids, if they would bring $1 a week for 52 weeks, they would bring in $10,400. And I know that is sufficient for toilets, plungers, toilet paper, toilet bowl cleaner, and anything else that the toilet and the new buildings will need. And you say, Pastor Mary, that is really reaching. Well, let me tell you something. When your kids are saying, I didn't get to throw any money in the toilet today. You didn't give me any offering. It'll only take you a few weeks before you hand them some change. <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. 
We are going to be doing uh, crayon banks. You'll see the crayon banks for the little kids. When they bring in their building offering, they're going to be able to put it in there. And there'll be a certain time of the, the month that they'll get to bring it and put it into the toilet. But they're going to do that. And then the babies have got crayon baby bottles. They've got the baby bottles. Hold that baby bottle up. So when you drop off your baby at the check-in, drop off your change. It's real simple. You pass the baby over, you put some money in the bucket. The power of some, the power of everyone. Today, we want you to know that the kids department is partnering with you to be the power of everyone to see this new building completed. Um, fundraiser meals. Starting the middle of August, we will be doing fundraiser meals just about every Wednesday night. And that money is going to go towards the building. I'm going to run that through, and it's going to go towards the building. So you know what? You have to eat on Wednesday nights, and you will not find a better meal for $3 for your, per person right before church to get everybody where they're supposed to be. And the profit from that will go towards the building. There are 15 Wednesday nights left. And there are six Sunday meals that we're hoping to put on the calendar. And we average that at $150 a profit per time. We would be bringing in $2,250 for the Wednesday night and at least $1,200 for the six Sunday meals. That's another whole building's toilets. So we'll move on to something else. We say that today because we believe that children can make a difference. We believe that children can inspire you. We believe that children can increase your faith because isn't it really true as we have children we have to have faith for every single day that we live we're excited today now kids kids of crown point church are you excited about the imagine campaign for the new building are you guys excited more so than the toilets and the money that is raised I want to just end on this note because as a children's pastor when we are limited with room and limited with space it is very difficult for me to go out into the community and encourage them to come when we have nowhere to put them we have honestly taken every square footage of use that we possibly can and if we grow we need a building we need more rooms when we first started this imagine campaign and the question was asked why do we need a building it did not take me but a moment to answer that in my heart. Number one, if we have a building, we can grow. And if we grow, we can have more kids and we can help teach them and teach them about God and help them along their path of life. And if we keep that child, we'll win that family. This first year that we've been here with you has been awesome and it's went by quick. And I can't help but the excitement that's inside me and inside these kids, what is to come if the Lord tarries? What is to come? if we are empowering ourselves with the facility and the room and the excitement of what God wants to do in souls and in families. Let's give our kids a big hand. I thought maybe they had brought me a chair for, so I could sit down and speak to you, but I'm not quick enough, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, kids. You guys are so great. Are you going to stay here? Um, well, you're not going to want to hear this much. Um, committed. So far, 
in our Imagine campaign is um, $1,023,688. And you can see that we have it about third built and a third of a building is better than no building. Uh, this one million twenty-three thousand and change. Stay with me. Represents twenty-six percent of us. Twenty-six percent. And I don't have the figure of what that average out is per person, but if we. If we extrapolate that to, into the power of everyone, we have the power of some is 1.023 million. The power of everyone is 1.925370 million. 1.925. And that would put, that would make the building look like that. And after that, we're just going to have to exercise more faith. But we can do that because we live by faith. And so we, we have the power of some. And our motto is the power of everyone. The power of everyone. And this is so exciting. And I want to thank you for this incredible response. Uh, man, are we blessed are we blessed kids are we blessed aren't you proud of these people who are not kids why don't you let's give them a hand hallelujah now you may get the implication that we will take pledges after today as a matter of fact there's 74 percent of you that we would love to get a pledge from pledge commitment whatever you like it's talking about money that's uh that's gonna go to help us win souls and uh the the business of a building is a real hassle if you've ever if you've ever built a house a number of you have gone through a building program building a, a residence and uh it gets under your skin it gets all over you end up building more than you intended to at least that's the newbie testimony but let me tell you dear one this is not about a place to live this is depopulating hell we are out i was thinking about evangel temple our sister congregation pray for them that they will just mess with hell's population because that's what we've got to be doing Pray for them. Sow the seed there, and we'll reap the harvest here also. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I, uh, I just need to say one more time, it is a thrill to be connected with people of faith, people of vision, and we are not about buildings because when the rapture happens, you better leave this building here. I hope you not. If you don't make it, just take good care of the building, okay? 
No, I don't, I don't have anybody I can leave here. Now, you can be saved in the tribulation. There are, there's a multitude, and, and they go through hell on earth before they're in, they end up in heaven. I'll talk to you about that in the other, other next two Sundays, if the Lord wills. But uh, we are excited. We are thrilled. Aren't you thrilled? Is God faithful? Do you sit among a bunch of obedient, faithful people? Hallelujah. You didn't know they were like this, did you? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet, is the way we would say it back home. Praise God. May we stand? Let's lift one more, one more song of praise. I can't just quit yet. Got to sing one more thing to the Lord.
Let the Lord live through you in powerful freedom this week. Love one another. Good day. God bless you. Thank you.